And I'm Ross Anarelli. And this is Market Today, episode 98. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Almost at the big three-digit winner. Very exciting stuff. We're very excited to be here uh, and have read 98 books in a row week after week. And it's super exciting to continue to learn and grow. Um, I know I'll speak for myself. Like Every single day I see myself in different ways saying, oh, I read this in a book. Let's talk about it. Uh, literally happened today. I don't know, Ross, if you have that type of stuff happen to you all the time or whatever, but literally today I was sitting in, uh, in a call session and I went to lunch and came back. And when I came back, like the book, uh, way of the wolf by Jordan Belfort, just like in my head, they like straight line selling was just there and I knew it. And I was like, okay, boom, how do I apply this to what I'm doing on my everyday? Um, so that was really exciting. It's just really exciting. And I'm sorry, uh, you know, to, to, to drag on about my experience. But then again, that's what you're here for. So my experience of being able to read all these books and learn all this stuff is that I am basically just starting to finally utilize all this, all these techniques and all this stuff when it comes up because I start to see it. So I don't know, Ross, have you started to notice yourself doing that at work or, you know, in life in general? You know, little things like first off, I was sitting with friends earlier today, actually, and I had to leave um, to come do this podcast with more. And I was telling them, like, I have to go like we're on episode 98. I was like, it's crazy to think that we've read 98 books, because I think before that I, I never really read a book. You know, I was a good student, things like that, but never was I picking up a book ever for educational purposes, anything to read unless it was like a required textbook for school. You know what I mean? I was more of the spark notes kind of kid. But yeah, I think the big thing and, and part of it is because of how quickly we, we go through these books, like there's a time where it might be better if we did one book every two weeks so we could kind of marinate on them a little bit more. But I think that we do. We kind of take little points from each book. Um, like I said, we just read a book the other week called Virtual Selling, which, you know, a lot of it had to do with, you know, having the right setup at home, making sure your camera is good, your lighting, uh, making sure your sound, making sure your background, all these different things. Um, and then understanding how to make a connection. I find myself using little things like that from these books um, to kind of make better connections or continue to try to get a leg up um, on your competitors, essentially. So I definitely think we're in a, in a crazy headspace where we've just learned a lot from different things. And I think we won't even really notice the full extent until we're really out there and we get kind of confronted with difficult you know, questions or situations that could be in business or finances where we've kind of learned from other people's experiences through these books of like what we should do, what's a good route. Um, and we'll talk about you know some of the things today as we dive into this book after some news. But yeah, honestly, I think it's so valuable, like just taking a little extra time to invest in yourself, um, whether that be to sit down and read for more and I, um, we do audiobooks. Um, that's what works for us. So if something works better for you and helps you retain better, like definitely give it a shot. Don't be afraid to try it. But yeah, definitely been a fan of this journey. With that being said, guys, we've read we read another book this week. Uh, this week we read Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, and we're really excited to talk about it. I'm, I'm excited to get into it a little later. But before that, in the news, you know, it looks like there's a huge trend. You know, all the billionaires of the world, at least the ones that we all know and love uh, or love to hate, right, are all uh, on a journey to space in one way or another. And, for example, Richard Branson just announced that he will be one of the Voyagers on his first uh, intergalactic journey into commercial space flight. 
Um, and, you know, we just wanted to kind of have a dialogue about it. And it's, it's so interesting. We've, had, we've talked about it a couple times over the last, uh, I don't know, few, few months because it's come up sporadically here and there. And I think it's really interesting to see these billionaires looking for their next vice really is what it seems like to me. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, I think that's probably a good way to put it. You know, we really, it's crazy to think that, you know, millennials haven't been alive to see someone land on the moon. And I think that's a weird thing to think about. Like this space race was, you know, 40, 50 years ago at this point. You know, it's been so long since we've had this kind of second coming. And I think we're in a spot now where, you know, the technology is really caught up with, you know, the crazy feat of going to space and making it not only reliable, but safe, you know, so... You know, my big thing, and, and I'm a big SpaceX fan, I watch a lot of, you know, the YouTube community is phenomenal with keeping updates on what's happening at Starbase down in Boca Chica and things like that. But, you know, it's crazy to think now that, you know, they've gotten to a place where they're able to launch, you know, these massive, massive rockets and have them land back down, you know, straight up. Like, I think the Falcon 9 is their main one, and they use that to launch all their, like, Starlink satellites, which alone is a whole crazy project, too. But, I mean, that thing's done so many journeys. I think SpaceX has finished, I think, almost like 80 trips to space for all these different payloads, whether they be their own satellites or other companies' satellites. Um, but it's just crazy. I mean, I, we never were seeing reusable rockets. SpaceX was able to find a way to get rockets up for 10 times cheaper than NASA. So when you want to take a step back and look at a tech company or an aerospace company or whatever you want to call SpaceX, they found a way to beat out an incumbent like NASA, who's been doing this longer than anybody, right? And they found a way to do it more efficiently. They're building rockets, multiple prototypes at one time. One goes up, it blows up, they have another one go out in three weeks. You know, NASA would take six months to a year to rebuild their second one. You know, it's it's insane how quickly they're progressing. And SpaceX is, of course, leading the way. Blue Origin's right behind it because Jeff Bezos wants a piece of it. Him and Elon love to go at each other, but... I don't know, man. I'm thoroughly impressed with what's going on in the space race, and I'm super excited to continue watching this. It's truly amazing, and I think that it really is a frontier that's so unknown and so desirable. You know, if there's a way to, to achieve real commercialized space flight and be able to, you know, go out and explore uh, with new technologies, I think it'll be truly amazing to see what we'll find and i think that we, we the fabric of our of our beings it will literally shift like what would <laughs> the universe and our existence as we know it will become something different and that's exciting i mean that's that's really something and i hope that we get to see it in our lifetime you know like who knows if the you know not to get super star wars geeky uh you know space trekkie on you but like you know, what happens when we figure out light speed, right? Figure out crazy intense velocity that could get us places within our galaxy in manageable amounts of time. You know, like that will be earth, sh I mean, earth shattering. It has nothing to do with earth, right? Like that's, a, that's, that's how insane of a level of shift in, in just the fabric of our understanding of what life is, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's going to be like the, the booster. So SpaceX was testing like, you know, their star, their starship, which is like the one that can, you know, be able to hold a hundred people, things like that. 
Um, but what's going to be crazy too is they finally are going to test the super heavy booster, which, you know, that the Starship that they test more has like six Raptor engines. They call them Raptor engines, but six engines on the bottom, right? This big stage, this super heavy, is going to have like 32. It's going to be the strongest rocket ever made. So when you Elon talk Musk. about like light speed and things like that, the fact that we're going to be able to get things to space so easily at this point, imagine the testing of different engine types and different technologies they're going to be able to do out there. You're going to actually be seeing, you know, because if, like I said, right now the trip to Mars is like nine months, right? Imagine them testing different things in space and figure out that they can get it a faster level of propulsion, which is not crazy to think because we've seen that in every aspect of life. Whatever propulsion we had originally, we have seemed to be able to improve upon. I, you know, I, I it's it'll it'll be amazing to watch. And you know, would be interesting. You know, I have a good buddy of mine that actually works on the life support systems at at uh, SpaceX, and maybe I will invite him on next week or something, and we can have a chat with him on the phone, and just ask him a couple questions. That'd be dope, honestly. That'd be we, amazing. I, you know what's crazy? I sold. Um, we were selling like some old, kind of like a furniture. Those cab, like you know those cabinets that used to be. More knows my house, but we had cabinets that used to be like in the dining room. Um, we sold those on offer up, and the guy the who came picked cabinets, it up. The glass yeah, the, wood cabinets. Yeah, the guy who came to pick it up um, came with his wife, and he worked for SpaceX. And he's like, "Yeah, so I cool. work on a lot of different rockets things." Like that. And it was like really cool to like talk with him because it was, like I said, we're at a spot where they're they're moving so fast now. I mean, it was only a year ago we were seeing little rockets do like these little hop tests, right? Then he's sending rockets all the way up, and this thing's coming back down. Largest rocket ever to go up and self-land. It flips as it's coming down, which is wild to see. I think they have one more segment. They finished their big, giant tower. So the big towers you see, like at NASA space stations, they have that. They have the Super Heavy almost done. Like, they're going to stack this thing up. This thing's going to be taller than the Empire State Building, I think. It's insane how big of a rocket is about to get launched. And if they start pulling things off like this, like, it's going to be wild. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, Starlink. Starlink just passed, like, 40, 42,000, I believe. 42,000, um, it's either 42,000 or, like, 70,000 active users on Starlink. And Starlink's giving internet to anyone around the world. You know, there's thousands of satellites now circling on this Starlink chain. So you have people in Africa, they're about to launch their um, Arctic ones, the ones that are going to go both the poles. Um, so you're going to get actual, you know, internet down in the poles. If we set up things on uh, the moon, who do you think Elon's going to be using for communicating with SpaceX, getting his stuff to the moon? It's going to be off his own satellite system. Like, this guy has literally built the rocket to get to space, the satellite to be able to do not only communication, but do internet, which is going to be massive. He's got the boring company to bore underground. He's got Tesla for electric vehicles and for solar panels. Like, it's insane to see that he's literally built all the companies he needs to be able to be completely interplanetary. And, like, if you're looking at him singular, you would never notice. But all together, he's literally got everything he needs to be able to go to space and be habitable. Like, it's wild. And beyond that, he's, rev he's literally revolutionizing the way we're looking at our reality. Yeah, he's, he's, open, he's, he's opening he's, it all he's up. He's, he's, he is special. He is very special. It's very interesting how he looks at the world. At the world. Um, and it's, not only that, but his ability to inspire. Like, the people, 
let's be real. The people working at SpaceX, God bless you guys. I know you have to be borderline overworked, but like they want it. Like this is a passionate company. There's no way anyone is able to move this fast without employees that actually love the company they're working for. And I think for them, it's one of the cooler spots because I think we all like to feel like we're part of something when we're at a job. Imagine how it's got to feel to be able to rush out some of these rockets, get them up, see them land, do things that no other rocket's done, then say well, we're going to up the bar again and again and again. And Ross, I've been invited on a tour after COVID, go, COVID ends of SpaceX from Ryan, who is our guy. And we'll go and go take a look. Let's but, do it. Uh, I know, it's amazing. What they do is absolutely incredible. Um, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. Uh, and with that being said, the Space Rix continues. Let's hop into the book. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, so good to great, Jim Collins. Uh, I thought it was really a solid read. Um, I think thought it was maybe a little monotonous in its tone. Um, you know, it was, it was, some things were very exciting in the book when it comes to, like, the way that he worded it grammatically, but, you know, the, the tone was, was pretty standard, you know, a lot of what you see out there. But I liked his ideology behind level, level 5 leadership, um, and from a 10,000-foot view, I think it's really valuable to understand what differentiates a leader that can really take a brand and a company to the next level through its people um, versus a leader that uses their ego and charisma to win. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. It was It was a little monotonous. It did drag on for a little bit. But I think it was one of those where, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, their hedgehog concepts and things like that. I think you're going to have, um, you know, a lot of good insight that comes from it. You know, trying to figure out what you're really good at and try to be the best at one thing versus trying to be great at a lot of different things um, is a very important thing to kind of think about. But I don't know. I really liked it. I, you know, 10,000 foot above. I agree. It felt a little long, but um, I did enjoy it. I don't uh, know. I what were that, some of your fa favorite parts? I go think for that it. he expanded on it a lot. Right, because like he he really did go into all of the things and all of the variables required to be able to be a level five leader, and a leader that's able to 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 really make a difference in their company. And then on top of that, having the variables as an organization, in order to execute to be the best, right, to be able to make yourself the great level uh, that you know you're looking for. So, I think it was very thorough. I think it had a lot of, it really did reinforce certain things over and over again that, you know, probably needed to be reinforced, but made it feel a little monotonous. Um, but yeah, again, I mean, overall, I think it was really valuable. I think it's interesting to see, you know, the difference, right, between a level four and a level five leader. A level five leader, just to kind of somewhat, sum up what that is, uh, it's this idea of having an innate passion and talent for doing what you do, a love for the business and putting the business first, right? Um, and it's 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 being being a selfless leader, but being a powerful leader. It's kind of just this like perfect mixture of um, of uh, give and take, and this perfect give of give uh, you know perfect presentation of a person that really cares about the businesses, willing to go and put their employees first, 
right? And then it's all built around that, right? And as it trickles down, you, that culture has to be carried throughout the entire organization. And, and you have to get the right people on the bus. And that variable of your, your talent and your ability to scout um, a specific caricatype, right? Uh, a, a, a type of person that you think is going to fit within the culture that you're trying to build at the organization. And, and someone that can, can jump in and continue to, to pass along the traits and values that you care about in your business, so, you know, I think he really did a great job of taking it from that top level leadership and translating it into the culture of a business, the, the, uh, the hedgehog concept, which is having a, the, your product or service and being the best at what you do and being really, really clear about your vision and your North Star and cutting away anything that doesn't feed into that North Star, right? Which is a really difficult thing to do, to be able to say, okay, well, we have these three expenditures and these two are making great money, but this one is doing really amazing, so let me cut off 66% of what we're doing so we can focus on those 33% that's doing really, really well, right? That's, that's a really, you really have to know what you're doing. You really have to make a, a gutsy decision there as a company and, and you know, because you're choosing one thing. And you're just hoping that this isn't the flavor of the month. Um, so yeah, I think I think he did a, a, a really thorough job, uh, which is why I think it's so valuable. And it, although monotonous, um, I thought that the book was extremely, uh, uh, maybe not even necessarily educational, right? Because all the sep all the pieces separate from one another make a lot of sense. But the way that he intertwined them all together really makes you have to think about how you as a singular operator within an organization can make a difference, right? Because if you're at the top and you, if you're looking at your leadership skill and your ability and how it's being translated into the everyday mundane within your business, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're a hundred percent or a hundred X stoked on what you're doing, your employees are only going to get less and less and less excited about what you do. So the question is, how well do you translate and transfer that passion and love for what you do and culture within your organization without watering it down? You know, um, and I thought that was really valuable. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there was a lot of big things. One of the things that I thought was interesting was he talked about, you know, only adopt new technologies if they help you get to like your end goal, essentially, because they were saying, you know, he looked at, you know, different companies and, you know, some of them, you know, you don't want to make technology the only thing you go for, you know, understand that there are other things you need. But, you know, essentially he was really kind of breaking things down in a different way, but understanding that if you want to go for, a new technology that helps you get to your goal. So like more and I had talked before about using blockchain to make like an internet insurance company that could be, you know, a lot easier, quicker, more secure. So that would be an example of if you're the head of this insurance company and you want to get to this kind of more secure, this quicker um, route, that's really where you see your company and where you can really be the absolute best, then that makes sense to go look at that technology. But if it's something that is, while may not may be a good technology for you to go for, if it doesn't really suit the end goal, then you're going to be seeing not only your, you know, focus divided, but also your funds. So I think that was one of the big things he talked about. And then he also talked about, you know, kind of confronting your your issues head on. You know, I think a lot of people 
you know, need to find a way to be kind of a realistic mixed with like an optimism or optimistic person in a way where, you know, you can't ignore the bad and just always put the good in the front. Um, you really need to look at, you know, where you can be better and try to understand and, you know, never lose faith, faith that, you know, if you keep working hard, like you will get to that goal. But I don't know. I did, I did feel this was a 10 hour book just for context. And I did feel that this could have been summed up in seven hours. So still a good book, but you know, there was probably about a third worth of kind of what felt repetitive and things like that. But all in all, I thought it was solid. I think you kind of said that in the beginning. I think I would describe it as such. It was a very solid book. Um, nothing earth shattering. I thought, like you said, the level five leadership is really important. Um, I'm trying to think. There really wasn't too much else that I'm going to really take from this book. What do you think? Yeah, for me, final thoughts. Uh, good read. Worth the time. Uh, get through it. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a tough listen. If you're listening, um, reading it probably it might be a little easier just because you kind of do it at a different pace, but uh, worthwhile, definitely worthwhile. Yeah, I'd agree. Definitely recommend it. Um, has some good insight. It's written very well, just a little long for me, um, but that's all I got for today. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode 98 of Market Today, and we'll see you next week. My name is Moore. I'm Ross. Take care.